I was watching a movie a couple of days ago, and someone asked someone, is this the hill you want to die on? Ever since then, I've looked up what that means, and it's like a military term and all that. And what Google, the almighty knowing Google says, the hill you want to die on describes something so important to you that you are willing to fight to the death to accomplish it. That's part of the description there, part of the definition. Ever since hearing this, actually I think it's been about a week ago, ever since hearing this, it will not leave my mind. When I do my studies, when I'm investigating certain things, I keep hearing this in the back of my mind. Is this the hill you want to die on? Most of my studies and most of my investigation, if that's what you want to call it, whatever you'd like to call it, always at some point is directed towards the faith. During a small group the other night, I feel like the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and had me rambling on to my friends for a moment about how cheap and shallow our faith is in America now. And seeing where America's heading and where it's been heading and is hitting the fast lane and getting there even quicker nowadays, we cannot afford to have a cheap and shallow faith anymore. It's going to be a time of standing up and you're going to get out. So you're going to get persecuted for your beliefs and your thoughts. This is the Power Perspective, and I'm your host, Chris Powell. You know, I think first things first, and in order to see the things that I feel like I'm seeing, we have to understand a few things about this world. We need to understand that this world is ran and is occupied by and ruled by evil. How do we know that it's ruled by evil? Well, the, the Bible gives us a few little hints here and there. Really not even hints. It's really quite obvious if you read it. But think about the story of when uh, Jesus was in the desert. And the devil came to him and tempted him. You know, the first he tempted him the first couple times, you know, it was, hey, you're hungry. So make these rocks some bread or, hey, you're, you know, angelically protected. So jump and I bet you won't even hurt yourself. The last one, the last one kind of went back to original sin. Like he tried to. Well, first of all, the devil was presenting himself as somebody that should be worshipped. And he offered Jesus something. He took him up to a high point and showed, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, all this I will give to you if you just bow and worship me. And Jesus was like, nope, only got one God. I'm only going to worship him. Well, we do know that the devil is a liar. But notice in that story that if the devil offered to give something to Jesus, if it wasn't under his control, under his power, 
Don't you think Jesus would have put him in his place with that? Because, I mean, he had been putting him in his place for everything else when he was all like, turn these stones into bread. And what the word says, you do not live by bread alone. But when he offered him um, all these kingdoms, he didn't say, well, they're not yours to give. He just said, no, we only have one God to worship, and you're not him, Hoss. So that's one thing that lets us know. Another is Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, let me break that down for you a little bit. You have to, you have to really, if you're a Christian, you have to know so much is going on that is very deceiving and evil. And I think it's time to, to take a step back from a few things and look and really see how much we've been holding with a, a loose grip and just allowed to come into our life and our in our children's lives, in our homes, stuff that we are inviting in to change how we see things. And Chris, don't you get on this conspiracy stuff? Well, I don't feel like it's a conspiracy. I feel like it's what's happening. And it's what's been happening. You know, The world has gotten really crazy, and I recorded, I actually recorded an episode a couple weeks ago. I know I've been away for a minute. Sorry about that. I know we've been away for a minute, but, you know, I really just, I've been taking all this in and really trying to discern how a Christian should handle it. And I really, one thing I've looked back on is when I had teachers in high school, because I hated social studies, I hated history. And they were like, you need to learn this because history repeats itself. And at the time, I had some smart comment about, well, I'll learn about it next time it comes. Well, here we are 25 years later, and I'm learning about it because it's happening again. Oh, Chris, this ain't like Nazi Germany. (laughs) Is it not? I mean, how many steps away are we from it? I watched a... uh, a documentary called Torchbearer with Phil Robertson. He's one of my most favorite people ever. He's got a lot of controversy for sticking to his guns. You know, and let me say this real quick. Do you see him out picketing homosexuality? No, you do not. Do you see him out protesting and bashing people over the head with a Bible over any of the many things that the world does that is wrong. No, you do not. But when they ask his opinion on something and what he believes about something, he gives the truth and then he gets ousted. That's why the whole show ended and all that, why he wasn't in the last season or two that much and everything, because somebody had asked him his opinion on homosexuality. He gave them biblical fact and he got martyred in public and the public eye and entertainment and all that. Now, he's still doing fine. He's still preaching the same word. He still believes in the same God. He ain't backed up an inch. He's picked his hill to die on. Have we, though? I mean, really, have we? 
are we willing to cut out evil that we've grown accustomed to? Chris, what do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean. Glad you asked. What I mean is, are we willing to cut out Hollywood? Are we willing to cut out mainstream everything, media, music, all these things? Are we willing to cut it out? Because we know this been ran by evil. How obvious is it to anybody else that Hollywood has an elite child trafficking and sex ring? That if you do enough digging, you find all this proof that Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and yes, your even beloved Donald Trump may have been involved in, but it's not in the main news because not all of it fits the narrative of the media. But how is it not? How is that not the most important thing in the world right now? I know we got this COVID thing. And that in itself is being used as a fear tool to put you in check and to find out how obedient you're going to be to the system when they decide to implement staged 677, whatever we're on right now. I mean, I feel like this is the truth. I feel like this is what's really happening. We have so many things that's blatantly obvious. The evil that's going on in this country unmentioned because we got racial rights going on right now. That's more important. Grown people's feelings is somehow more important than a bunch of children getting abducted and molested by the elites. And I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it up to you to do your real digging to see how deep that stuff goes. I will. I'll uh, suggest looking up a documentary called "Out of the Shadows 2020" and. The Fall Cabal. I'll mention I'll mention those two things. And the reason I believe those things happen is because I believe in the everyday battle between good and evil. And what the world is doing right now and what the media is doing and the culture, the way it's turning and everything is Christians and our values are slowly but surely being outlawed. It's going to be against the law at some point for you to say, in the eyes of God, homosexuality is wrong. Now, I also think it's wrong to go picket a homosexual's funeral or something like that, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I think that's wrong, too. But if somebody asks you your, your thoughts and what your beliefs are on something, you should be able to tell them in, in any mature conversation if you have difference of opinion you can grow from that maybe you know there's no humility left in the world really really just no humility but our faith has become so worldly that we're afraid to speak up about anything And so far, we've got kind of lucky because we've only been afraid to speak up. 
because we don't want to deal with all the drama. We don't want to speak up on our social media platforms or whatever about what's going on because we don't want to be labeled as uh, racist. First of all, not racist, not even a little bit. Jesus wasn't. Jesus wasn't white. He wasn't white like I'm white for sure. Not racist. But I do believe that racial things and all that kind of stuff should not come before your faith. And I've seen so many Christians draw this line in the sand when it comes to are you for or against Black Lives Matter. It's actually an argument right now. It's it's actually, if you say all lives matter, which to me sounds like the more equality-driven statement, you're the racist because you don't say black lives matter. I said all lives. Ain't black part of all? Yeah, but you're not willing to elevate this group above all the other groups just to show some, well, I'm trying to get us all on the same level playing field here. Equality doesn't mean lifting anybody above anybody. Equality means equality. We're all on the same level playing field. But that has to show you the nonsense that's taking charge in the country. And it's blowing me away and it's crazy. But are you willing to die on your heel? Are you willing to study your Bible? See what God says about everything that's happening right now and stick to that no matter what. He doesn't say go out and cast brimstone on people. But we are supposed to stick to his plan and what he thinks things are supposed to be like. Well, Chris, I won't ever have to worry about being too publicly outed because of uh, I'm not a celebrity. Well, not to be uh, deterred in the punch bowl here or anything, but what would happen if worse comes to worst? And honestly, I don't feel like it's outside of happening. In our, I feel like it'll happen in our lifetime. What's going to happen when they start taking a, another census of who is all in the country that are Christians? And you start hearing word here and there that the people that that marked, yes, I'm a Christian, started like disappearing. I ain't sent my form in yet. Maybe I'll just mark not a Christian so that my family will be safe. And in doing so, you deny Christ. Where's your faith going to be then? When your faith isn't just shown on your Sunday mornings when you're at your safe little church. You know, there's places in this world where it has always been illegal to be a Christian. It's never been okay. Chris, it sounds a lot like you think Holocaust is going to happen again. Well, I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just saying if you pay attention to where things are going in this country, something strange is on the horizon.
and we are the enemy. And the reason we are the enemy is because of who's running things here. You know, when it comes to voting, your politicians in saying, I'm voting for the lesser of two evils, you're still voting for evil. You know, and I've like flipped some leaf this year and decided I was going to vote. And I don't even know if I can participate in that now. To be honest with you, I don't know. One side obviously wants to take our way of protecting ourselves and our rights away. The other side ain't that trustworthy either. So, I mean, I'm going to put my faith in the Lord and see what happens there. So we understand that the world is being ran by evil. There's there's no denying that. None at all. There's no denying that. What part are we supposed to play in that? Well, my opinion is, man, I, I have yearned for an older way of doing things for most of my life. But for sure, lately, when it comes to church and in, and all that, you know, I feel like we're going to have to have a tight-knit uh, community, you know. Who would have thunk it? The Bible said they came together daily and prayed, and God added to their numbers. Imagine if we did church like that. But that's what we're going to have to do. The upside is God promises to never leave us. He promises to be with us every step of the way. He has given us a way to protect ourselves. He would not tell us to put on the full armor if there was not going to be battle. That's my struggle with what seems to be popular right now. And as this whole prosperity gospel and God's just like a genie in a bottle. And if you'll just be positive, brother, you'll have everything you want. And God is a God of abundance. And da, 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 da. yeah, you know, God it is true. He is a God of abundance. But man, you really better pay attention to what your word says. The armor of God, which is um, Ephesians 6 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist the devil, or resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shown your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which will you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, it did say something. Where did where did it say that? At? It said, uh, "Take the gospel of peace." Well, the gospel of peace 
Well, they're sitting here telling us to arm up for for war while saying using the gospel of peace. Well, the gospel is where we get our peace from. And we should maintain this peace while gearing up for war. This is a lifelong fight that we have, and we've got so complacent in our faith that we have forgotten that. We, we, we trade our morning prey time for enough time to down a cup of coffee and hit the floor and get to work because I got to make the money. I got to take care of my family. And then in the evening time, it's, well, I got to do this. I got to do that to get ready for tomorrow and to finish this out today. We've put God so far on the back burner, but yet we sit back and wonder why our lives look the way they look. We've thrown out hellfire and brimstone and brought in a bunch of rainbows and pillows, and we wonder why everybody is so weak. We've gotten so afraid of, of making somebody feel uncomfortable that we will not be bold enough to speak on sin that we've turned God into an ATM. When you need him, just hit the drive through and get you a little bit. When you start running low again, come back through. Instead of realizing you live in the bank. You should never have to go to the ATM. You live in the bank. So let me, you know, I could ramble on about this for a long time, but I'm not gonna. I know this probably sounds like the ramblings of a crazy man. What this is, is me refusing to be quiet any longer about the evil of the world. Because of the fear that I'm going to be get ousted. I'm just some country boy from Rome, Georgia. But I'm telling you, they never miss. Uh, they never missed the opportunity to make an example out of somebody to further their agenda. So who knows? Pay attention. Quit taking everything for face value. Get prepared to stand your ground against all threats, physical, spiritual. You need to be prepared on both, on, uh, in both situations. You have to be prepared in both situations, especially if you have your family. If it's just you and worse comes to worse and you just want to get your, you know, you stick to your faith and lose your head. Hey, that's a good thing. Losing our life for the name of Jesus Christ is supposed to be about the most awesome thing we can do with our life. I think you need to go back and, and look at a few things that got skimmed over in history class, like the French Revolution happened over in France. You know what that was really all about? Yeah, lots of Christians killed because the masses decided they didn't want to go that route anymore. This country is taking a little longer to get around to that, but I feel like that's what it's getting around to. Be weary of anything you see on your TV. This includes preachers. Because myself, I think that the entertainment industry 
for the most part, is ran by the principalities of darkness. And if you pay attention to what the garbage is they allow on TV and where the, uh, all the news outlets, like the kind of stuff that they're spewing on each other and other people and all that kind of stuff, Man, if they allow a preacher on TV, just I'm just saying tread with caution there because if the powers that are running things thinks it's okay for Pastor So-and-so to be on TV, it probably means he's not posing a big threat to the status quo of the entertainment industry. So tread lightly there. Be aware. Be aware of what your kids are watching and playing. All these seeds are getting planted in them. So I've rambled on for 22 minutes about a bunch of negative need-to, want-tos, and all that kind of stuff. Let me spend a few minutes talking about this. How are we supposed to keep our keep our joy and everything during all this? Because Scripture tells us nothing will separate us from Jesus. Nothing's going to separate us from His love. Nothing. We have to quit thinking that this life is so important. I know we love it. We like it here. We like those perfect weather days where you're rather like me and you love spring and fall days and all the other days are wrong. You're rather like that or you're wrong. <laughs> but anyway, we, we love it here. Um, we, we like the Chinese buffet or we like... Uh, hot rods and guns and we you know i enjoy all those things but we got to take a few minutes put some things in perspective and realize we can't even fathom how great heaven's going to be and i think that kind of knocks one of our legs out from under us because we're so scared of that moment of when we're going to stand before god that we don't even look forward to heaven and if that's how you feel on a daily basis you need to work on that first. And you may have to do it a lot of times. I have to do it all the time. I think something or I say something or whatever, and it knocks me off my little my high that I'm feeling because I'm doing so good for the Lord and all this. I get knocked down, and it takes me a minute to get back up. You know, life's too short, man. I'm telling you, when I'm digging into the Word and I'm digging into God and all these kind of things, I can see the evils of this world and it really don't even concern me that much. I feel like I still need to try to warn people about what's going on, but it don't concern me that much because I know something even greater is waiting for me at the end of this life. Abundance, happiness, joy, all that is waiting on me. And knowing that gives me joy in the moment right now and helps me be stronger to stand against evil I have hope in Jesus Christ so pay attention open your eyes what's going on around you but you keep your eyes on Jesus at the same time you know what I mean I don't fall down I, I, I'm guilty of doing this and I've done it a lot I fall down one rabbit hole leads to another rabbit hole this conspiracy that conspiracy all this stuff blah 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 Man, you can get carried away with it really, really fast. We need to keep our focus on Jesus while being aware of what's going on over here at the same time. You can't see me. I'm lifting my left hand over here at the same time. Or over here can be on the right, too. 
But either way, we need to stay aware of what's happening. And when you're standing in Jesus, when you're standing with Jesus, and you're digging into where you're supposed to dig in, I can guarantee you that he gives you a peace that lets you know that this is a hill worth dying on. It is. And no matter what the world tells you, those ideas are outdated. Those beliefs are far gone. But yeah, that's what they want. This world is craving to be as evil as it can be. And we're getting outnumbered. And don't be discouraged by that. Scripture tells us, you know, the easy way is wide open and flat and easy. The way of righteousness is narrow, a little tougher. If you find yourself on the narrow and tough road, you know, be glad in it. Find joy in it. Find joy in what you're gaining and what the world, the world can't give that to you. So quit loving it so much. Be in the world, but not of it. Be a light on the hill. That hill that you're willing to die on, you shine your light from up there and it'll reach everything below. And maybe, just maybe, enough people that are stuck out in that garbage will look up on the hill and you won't have to be up there and die alone. Others will join you. Well, I feel like that's where we'll wrap this one up. Um... Again, I apologize for it being so long. It is what it is. I do this, I do these things when I feel like God gives me a, a reason to do one or, or lay something on my heart to, to talk about. Um, I don't want to force it. So I'm not going to sit here and promise you you're going to get one or two episodes every single week. I'm just going to promise you that I'm going to try to keep digging deeper into our word and into our, our faith and... I'm willing to bet that if I keep doing that, God will keep giving me things to talk about. So that's the plan. Thank you for listening. It's been a it's been a good one. This has been a uh, a uh, topsy turvy. I really hope that you understand the point I was trying to get across here, and I really hope I helped make you aware of some stuff you might need to pay attention to. Before we leave, we'll pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for being an awesome God that you are. Thank you for being an awesome Father and provider that you are, Lord. And I pray that if there's anybody out there right now that, that needs their eyes open, needs a little wisdom, Lord, you said you will not rebuke us for asking for wisdom, but you'll give it to us. So I ask for wisdom for me and for everybody listening right now, Lord. We love you and we thank you. We thank you for your protection and your joy. And Lord, I just pray that anybody listening right now, if they have not accepted Jesus into their heart now, that you convict them and and that you you make your way into their heart right now, Lord. And you just you just give them the comfort they need in the moment and the strength and the courage they need in the moment to 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 ask for you and that you make yourself known to everybody that hears these words. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. You guys have a great day, and uh, get outside and enjoy your family. I'm not going to